The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, where we watch, and you guessed it, commentate on the week that was in movies and TV. My name is Jamie Apps, and I'm your host and play-by-play commentator. Each week, I'll be joined by a rotating cast of colour commentators to help you find your next viewing treat. This week, I'm joined by a freelance social commentator who was her favourite movie as American Psycho and favourite TV show as Peaky Blinders. Welcome back to the show, Blake Robinson. Thank you for having me. Here we are. We're back. Yep. A brand new year. How's everything going? Yeah. We'll see. It's a long road ahead. (laughs) I think we said, I think we said what, 12 months ago onwards and upwards 2021, but it just, just didn't happen. Did it? (laughs) It, it, Yeah. It looked promising and then it just uh, derailed. Pretty, pretty significantly. Derailed is the word to use. <laughs> we were going fine until we hit about June and then just... Didn't it go pear-shaped? Wasn't it horrendous? Back half of the year, not good at all. A real mare of a year. But we do what we do best. Let's provide expert comments on things. And sit around and watch TV and movies because you can't do anything else, so... Isn't there plenty of that to do right now? There's plenty of stuff to do. It's just I don't want to do it at the moment. And uh, oh man, the shop, the shopping center scene has been horrendous. Yeah, these few weeks. Oh, it's not safe to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's all about the the Amazon Amazon deliveries. Yes, yeah, I never got around the Amazon. I've actually just re-signed up to Amazon Prime. I've never ever, ever ordered anything off Amazon. Is it is it the goods or what? Well, that's the thing. I. I subscribe to Amazon Prime purely for Prime Video to get all the movies and TV and stuff. And then I was like, well, if I've got this and I've got free shipping, I might as well take advantage of it. Like if I'm going to buy something, if Amazon have it. Honestly, never browsed on Amazon to buy something. Yeah, a lot of the time they'll have everything you're looking for. Like, And most of the time it's the cheapest price you'll find. So Yeah, it's a hack that uh, the free shipping if you've got an account. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, like if you've got an account for the video, you get free shipping on everything. So, And it's like express shipping. Yeah, that's cheeky ass. I ordered a set of lights for in here and I ordered them on Monday or Tuesday and they came today. So, And it's like Wednesday. So like they, they left the warehouse last night. They arrived in Nara at 4.30 this morning and then they were here at like 5.30. So at this time of year too. It's perfect. Their original predicted delivery was next Friday. So for them to come today, I was pretty stoked. I actually had grave concerns for all couriers, Australia Post at this time of year, but they've actually been pretty good. I'm very impressed. All hands on deck, must be. Yeah, they seem to be working pretty hard and they'll, they definitely deserved, deserve their holidays when they finally get them this year. Nothing but the highest praise for the couriers and Australia Post. They're my people. The amount of online shopping I do, they are my people. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure my Amazon guy today hated me because he had to deliver a case of soft drink. Oh, yeah. Two sets of lights, two sets of like 
tripod poles. He was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like four packages that he had to get out of the truck. Oh, wait, wait until you get on first name basis. Really. Maybe, maybe next Christmas you're on the Christmas, you'll be on the Christmas card list. Yep. So outside of all Christmas shopping and holiday enjoying, what have you been checking out recently? Well, I did just mention I signed up for Amazon and that was actually to watch this uh, highly anticipated uh, documentary about the great Von Dutch. Now everyone is, everyone's familiar with Von Dutch. All right, of uh, early 2000s, maybe a bit of Paris Hilton fame, Justin Timberlake wearing the trucker hat fame, all that. Anyway, so I got this real recommendation about this documentary that's popped up that's flown under the radar. So it's just pretty much the origin of the brand and a lot of, myself included, a lot of people just didn't realise the controversy around it. So there's basically like three or four guys that claim to have started it. Oh, that's interesting. And um, they were all pretty, pretty badass dudes at the time. Um, so yeah, it was pretty much started in the early 2000s in like Southern California around like Santa Monica, Venice around there by, well, one of the guys is claiming to is a big, big time LA drug dealer, um, Mike Cassell. So he's, he's the one that's claiming to, but then he sort of sold it off to these other guys who had the namesake, like, uh, Bobby Vaughn was another guy who's claiming to do it. And, uh, Tony Sorensen, he's was a um, like this big time business type and an investor who put money in it. So these are like the three guys who are there all um, t- sort of take turns and in interviewing in this little documentary. And, and it's just crazy, mind blowing how <laughs> the, the, like the, the, the backstory of this. Yeah. It seems weird that like there's multiple people claiming ownership of it. Like you would think someone would have the copyrights and trademarks in their name. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, there's the guys that started it and everyone knows they started, but then there's the guys that sort of bought the rights for it and they're claiming it's theirs, but no one, like everyone just wants to claim it as theirs because it just, it got way too big for it boots, but too early. They didn't plan on like it taking off like it did. And um, it's almost. Yeah, well, I guess if Paris Hilton starts rocking your gear, it's going to explode pretty quick, especially back late 90s. They just got celebrity endorsements and connections like just linked up with the, the right people and it just got, it took off and they couldn't, they couldn't make the product fast enough for the demand. And um, I think one of the, one of the big things that touched on uh, Tommy Lee as well. So one of the guys that was um, claiming to start Von Dutch, he was friends with Pamela Anderson's little brother. Then he sort of linked him up with Pamela Anderson. Then at the time, Pamela Anderson was dating Tommy Lee. Then he started partying with Tommy Lee. Then he was at Tommy's house, like his, like his, I don't know, what do you call it? Um, it was like a like a Playboy sort of house, but it had, it had a funny name for, like, for to suit Tommy Lee. Anyway, he was there partying, and the next morning they were shooting MTV Cribs at Tommy Lee's place, and he's like, hey. Chuck this t- chuck this Von Dutch t-shirt on wire, would you? Like while they're filming, and it sort of like took off from there. That's like the first sort of big bit of coverage they got. Yeah, well, MTV when they were doing Cribs was massive, so that was like everybody would have watched that. Yeah, and this is like yeah, peak yeah, peak MTV, and everyone's like, what is this brand he's wearing? 
And um, yeah, they, uh, before that, they were like losing millions and millions of dollars a year. Then they started making upwards of like $200 million a year. And they're like, we just need to start doing something unique. And that's when they started just putting a patch on a trucker hat and the rest was history. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's like a true crime. It's almost like true crime, this little three-part series. Like everything that happened, I was like, you are kidding me. Like it was just, so it was just, like I said, it was just a bunch of bad dudes that started it. And there was like the whole time. It's sort of like a bit of a murder investigation as well. Cause yeah, it was just, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like the recommend, the guy that recommended it to me, he was just in disbelief as well. I, I was listening on a podcast and um, yeah, they're just, everyone's just mind blown by it. And I, yeah, it's, yeah, I couldn't believe it where this brand started. Sounds like it starts off as like a, a business done good story and then just takes this weird turn. Yeah, it was just like some knock, knock around guys wanting to make some like grease monkey sort of clothing. Then, yeah, like I said, they got too big for their boots and sort of when you put money in the hands of guys that probably shouldn't have that much money, these things just happen. How long are the episodes? You said there's three episodes? Yeah, so it's, yeah, I think they're yeah, just hour episodes, maybe. About that. Yeah, three one-hour episodes. Okay. And what's the full title of the show? Uh, the Curse of Von Dutch. It's got another little slogan behind it. Yeah, it's, it's exclusive like Amazon and Hulu. Yeah, The Curse of Von Dutch, A Brand to Die For. So, yeah, it's all in the title, A Brand to Die For. So, yeah, those guys getting shot here and there. Almost true crime. So it touches, like, it starts out, like, it shows you the origin of where everything comes from, then everyone's sharing their conflicting stories and how they think it started. But at the same time, it's, like, a bit of a murder investigation. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it has, like, just enough to cover, like, a broad audience. Yeah, it was very entertaining. If you're looking for, like, a fashion documentary or, like, a documentary about... The clothing side of things, this is probably not for you. It's um, if you want something a bit, a bit grungy and a bit um, a bit badass, this is this is it's a fun watch. Very very informative. I might add that to the holiday watch list now that work's sort of winding down. Yeah, it's, it's, it was extremely good. Like every sort of 10, 15 minutes when something happened, on I was like, that's like this is just keeps getting so much more ridiculous. <laughs> is it kind of like? A similar feeling to what we had when the original Tiger King came out, where like each episode you're like, How can this get more insane? And it somehow does. Pretty much exactly like that. Yeah. Like I'm just everything that keeps happening, keep every turn that it takes in the, the history of the brand, I'm like, what the hell? Like it's such a like a household name too. And you're like, just if people like just don't realize the backstory. I mean, like all the teenage girls that were wearing Von Dutch back in the day, they just had no idea about the dudes who started this and the blood that was spilt over these hats. Yeah, it was very um under the radar too. Like I never even heard about it until. I... Yeah, like I I don't think I've heard many people talk about it. So I think that's a good recommendation to pull out. Amazon still isn't that big though. Eh? I don't think people getting around Amazon that much. Yes, especially here. Like I think people do get around it for specific, very specific things. Like they go to watch the boys and those Amazon exclusive things. Also the way that their OS is laid out makes it hard, makes it hard for people as well, because you sort of scroll through and you'll find something like, Oh, I want to watch that. And then you click on it and there's an extra fee on top. And I think that turns a lot of people off to 
just browsing Amazon Prime. Yeah, you just got to go to the little the little bar that's like included with Prime, and then you won't be disappointed. <laughs> but honestly, if, if I want to watch a movie, if there's a movie yeah, I want to watch. I'm, like, I'm happy to pay five bucks just to watch it. It's, it's five bucks to everyone, especially when I like I said it's like an eight well, it's an eight dollar a month fee for Amazon. It's not the most expensive. Yeah, I think I think that just that puts a lot of people off from browsing because like Netflix, people will sit there and just browse through everything because they know anything they find. Yeah. They can just hit play. Whereas this Amazon and Amazon pulls in a lot of stuff from other services as well. So like you, you might find something you'll click on it and pay for it. And then you'll go to one of your other subscriptions that you have and see that exact same thing. That's totally on there for free. And you're like, Oh, well I just wasted money. Yeah. So if I normally my go-to, if I want to watch a movie or something like a certain movie, I just Google it. Then it normally pops up. Like it has all the different services that you can watch it. Yep. Yeah. Jackson and I, uh, big advocates for the just watch app you literally just type in what you want and then it tells you exactly where you can watch it how much it is and whether it's included in the subscription so yeah it's rare there's something out there it's not on one of the platforms but then again like are you i'm on most now but i think i still don't understand (laughs) i think yeah i think that's the big problem with amazon though it discourages just browsing through and being like oh i'll check this out yeah, like I said, I just downloaded Amazon just for this Von Dark's documentary. It was well worth it. Good little find. Hopefully people can check that out and let us know what they thought. For me, the big thing I watched this week was the new Apple TV exclusive movie uh, called Swan Song starring Mahershala Ali, who in this movie actually plays two separate roles, which is very weird. Yeah, Apple's have been a bit quiet lately, hasn't it? Yeah, they've just been focusing a lot on their series recently and they had a lot of like sort of sci-fi type series, so I think that... Yeah, I've noticed that. ...isn't necessarily up everyone's alley, so that's that can be an issue. But this movie just dropped and it's about a, a father and husband who finds out that he has a terminal illness and he's going to die like pretty rapidly. Uh, and then he's introduced to a doctor who offers him a solution to this issue. And that is basically to replace himself with an exact clone of himself with all his memories and personality traits, like injected into its brain, essentially. So it, uh, it feels very much kind of like, did you ever watch Black Mirror? No, I didn't. Okay. So it's kind of sort of like that where it's, this weird sci-fi future where there's all this crazy technology. Yeah. But instead of it being this dystopian story about the dangers of technology, this one's all about uh, a heartfelt emotional story about this guy just trying to prevent his family from going through the devastation of losing him. Like with, he's got a young son, his wife's pregnant and it's just like, this is not a good time for me to die. Yeah. So he goes through this whole process of getting cloned and sort of about him making the decision himself because the doctor even says to him at one point, you have the ultimate power here. Like you either tell your wife that you're going to die and then we can't do this cloning replacement thing because it just ruins it. Or you decide to do this cloning process and she's none the wiser, has no idea that it's happened. Either way, you have to make this decision for her. She doesn't have any role in this choice. So 
it's all about him sort of grappling with what to do and whether he himself can give up his family and let this clone basically step in and take over the rest of his the rest of his life or prolong his life essentially. Just trying to get me um give me head around the vibe of a different one. Yeah. I expected it to be a sad movie and it, it, it is sad, but it's also kind of like uplifting at the end where you go through all the, the struggles and pain that he's going through, but in the end, everything sort of works out okay for him. And Mahershal Ali proves once again that he's an incredible actor, especially like the scenes where Mahershal Ali is playing himself and the clone and they're yeah. having a conversation together. Like that must have been so, so hard to film because he would have had to do yeah record one half of the conversation, get changed, record the other half of the conversation, and then they just edit that together. And it's just like, I don't know how you do that. That would have been so, so hard. Very OG Eddie, Eddie Murphy vibes <laughs> where he plays like what half the cast in these movies, like the Nutty Professor and, and whatnot. Yep. Classic. Yeah, but like, yeah, instead of this being just like a goofy movie, like this is like a full-on heartfelt drama and really, really good. I think one of the cool things too is because it's produced by Apple, it's sort of some of the tech felt like it was maybe a little glimpse into their future plans for like their their phones. Oh, they're going to, there's no doubt Apple are somehow taking over the world in <laughs> X amount of years. Yeah, in this movie, everyone walks around with a single earbud in, which kind of is essentially just their phone and everything like communicates to them directly. Is it an AirPod? Well, I guess it's like a future AirPod because it's just like a tiny little bud. Like it doesn't have the little tail that hangs out of it. It's just like a bud that you sit in your ear and you can hardly even see. Uh, there's contact lenses that have like basically a heads up display so you can see all your messages. They have cameras in them so it can record everything you see. Just like crazy, crazy tech. The cars are all basically just a pod with four seats that face each other. They drive themselves. So it's basically a, a Apple feature-length Apple keynote for the year 2040. Yeah. Um, all their computers, they're just like, you just have a keyboard on the desk and then the screen is just like projected in in front of you and just like hovers and just like seeing the way they had the the systems like laid out. I was like, yeah, that feels like a big glimpse into future iOS layouts and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would not put it past. Really cool part on top of just seeing this really nice story and great um, acted movie. So what, what's the vibe? Like, is it mainly, is it full on sci-fi or is it pretty much like a feel good drama and, wholesome sort of ending vibe uh yeah just like a full-on drama like this it has like those sci-fi elements obviously because it's the future and they're doing medical procedures well beyond what we can even comprehend at the moment but that's not that's not the core of the story the story is this guy living with this clone for about a week so that he can sort of get a feel for how accurate this clone is it gets a a feel for him and learns about how he interacts and think with things and him sort of coming to terms with, okay, yes, I'm happy for this thing to go and take over my life and move forward with my family. Yeah. It sounds cool. Really cool. Really, really good movie. I highly recommend it. 
Yeah, well, I haven't been like I said, I haven't been on Apple in a while because I haven't really, I haven't seen anything that's appealed to me pop up. But, but I'll never go on there to browse. Like it's Apple's Apple TV isn't one you just go on to, to browse for. Movies. Yeah, it's a, it's a destination place you go to watch something specific. Hundred percent. Yeah. Their TV shows can be sort of hit or miss, but I don't think I've watched one of their movies where I've finished and been like, "That was trash." There's always something good to come out of it. Yeah, what, what's that? What, what do we got coming? Mosquito Coast. That'll, they're probably obviously doing more of that. Well, they are, but so that's like in the in the pipe work now. What else have we watched from that? Um, Servant is the end of January. Servant, really? I keep forgetting about Servant, man. I love Servant. We've spoken a lot about Servant on this show. I'm pretty sure there's more Ted Lasso coming. Yeah, for sure. That's huge. That's huge in America. That show. Yeah, there's, there's plenty on there on Apple to check out, but, yeah, highly recommend checking out their movies at least if you haven't already. Like Just the production values and the stories have been great so far. And now a quick word from our sponsor. First up is Decorate and Dance. For them, life is a party. And now as summer rolls around, the parties will be coming thick and fast. If you are hosting a party or an event, then all of the ingredients for a good time Start with the three B's. Design, decorate, and dance. You can't have a party without a theme, design, balloons, florals, and more. Decorations. And some good tunes. Dance. The team over at Decorate and Dance can provide it all. Specializing in kids' parties, adults' parties, ends, nights, baby showers, corporate events, and weddings. Decorate and Dance provide everything you'll need to have a great event. Book a designer, decorations, and a DJ for a party to be remembered at www.decorateanddance.com.au. That's www.decorateanddance.com.au. Next up is LF9 Designs. Are you in need of a new logo or event posters, Twitch overlays or emotes? or even merchandise design. Then look no further than the team at LF9 Designs for all of your graphic design needs. The team there can provide anything you need to suit all styles. Check them out on Instagram at LF9Designs. And you watched, you watched a movie as well this week? Oh, man. Where's Anderson, ladies and gentlemen? He has his new one, The French Dispatch, is out. And I am... Um, yeah, I was like speechless. Everyone just like knows Wes for his just completely out there cinematography, um, set design, just quirkiness. Um, yeah, if you know Wes Anderson, you know. And this is honestly, this is a, <laughs> this movie is a work of art that belongs in the Met. I reckon it was incredible. Just cinematography wise. Yeah, it was incredible. It's like tragic, tragically Wes Anderson too. Like if you do not like a bit of like a quirky movie, like what was, what was the last one he put out? The Grand Budapest Hotel. And that, well, even that, that was like really, really well done, but it wasn't like an extremely out there like piece of Wes Anderson art. Yeah, but this um, this was just incredible. Let's me, let's me speechless. Okay. So it sounds like, it sounds like the studio has just given him full reign to just 
I sort of got, I sort of got like a little bit lost in it and I didn't really get a chance to take too many notes on it because I didn't want to get distracted. I couldn't look away for a second, but uh, yeah, he's also known for his um, big, big time like cast listings and big names. And this one's big flex on all these previous movies like Bill Murray, Owen, um, Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody. They all get around, just all the OGs. And what's, what's it about exactly? It's basically, he dubs it as a love letter to journalists. Oh, okay. And so it's sent around this French sort of American correspondence newspaper. So like an American newspaper in, but in France and it's, it's, it's sort of split up into three parts. So each lot of cast members is in each part of the film and it's pretty much split into thirds to evenly. Um, so the first one is based, based around like Owen Wilson's, I think is sort of the, one of the main characters in the first part. And it's, it's like the final issue of this newspaper and each part is a different story, like from a journalist that's writing in the paper. And so it's like basically almost like three mini movies put together. Okay. But none of them have anything to do with each other. <laughs> it's it's really it's real it's real strange. I'm like something you've never seen before. I just don't know what else to really say. <laughs> it was just mind blowing how it was put together. I wonder if it was split into those three parts so that Wes could like go full art. Like, are they all similar style, or do they all have sort of a unique feel? Uh, yeah, they're all very unique. But there, yeah, like, you make a good point there. I think he um he had all these big ideas um, it's almost like he just wanted to flex his muscles and put them all into one yep yeah so i'd, I'd say that's why it's split into three at- maximum maximize the like the cast as well like adrian brody is at his absolute best in this as well it's like they all just come out to play for wes but like, they just put on their best performances like an owen, owen wilson's like a stalwart for wes innocent films too like he's just absolutely brilliant. He only plays a very, very small role in like the first part of it too. But yeah, big, um, big fan of Timothy Chalamet's performance in this. That's sort of like the first real, first real thing I've seen him in. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, he's he's a great actor, but he's kind of like I think he kind of gets typecast as just like the Hollywood hunk of the the current times. Like I think a lot of people downplay his acting ability. They just look at him as like, oh, he's the hot guy in Hollywood at the moment. Yeah, I was so I almost want to go back now and watch a couple of movies that he's been in just because of his performance in this is incredible. Is that also streaming on Amazon or is that on something else? It's only in the cinemas at the moment. It's just coming out in the movies. Oh, mm. okay. I thought it was streaming on something at the moment. I can honestly imagine people would walk out of a cinema and that's not saying it's bad, but it's just that sort of vibe. Yeah, if you go in there not yeah. expecting this, it could be a bit much. And to give you an idea, I think it, it did release in a lot of sort of Indian independent cinemas first. And I'm not even sure it's even at Hoyts. I've only noticed it at like event cinemas. Oh, I wouldn't. That's weird. But it's full of, um, full of Easter eggs too from like previous um, Wes Anderson films. So it's like a big bit of a nerd piece. John Bigot, where was Anderson fan? Yeah, I love his work. Okay. Yeah, a lot of love little Easter eggs like that. Yeah, I wonder if it I wonder if that is like an event cinema exclusive. That's very interesting if it is. Normally cinematic releases they just want normally cinematics they just want put it everywhere. But it's definitely worth the trip to the, the cinema to watch. It's very good. 
yeah, like I was just speechless at it watching. It. I was like, this is a proper work of art. It's, it's just so strange too. But yeah, I really like how they split it up into like the three parts. And like then all three had nothing to do with each other except that corresponded back to the all stories within this last edition of the, the newspaper, the French newspaper. Yeah, especially with uh, the the COVID flaring back black up again, it's uh, important for a movie to be worthwhile if you're going to risk going to the cinema. Yeah, this definitely is. I, um, I, th- I think I read too that the original idea for this film was meant to be a post-World War II musical, which would have been a ball of fun. <laughs> and um, like I think the, the definitely the definitely the Timothy Chalamet part of this, you get that big vibe like post World War Two musical sort of because he sort of plays like a a boy activist and protester. It's um yeah, it's very strange but extremely extremely good. Given that it's sort of split into those three parts, do you think it works best as a movie or do you think it would have been maybe better to do an extra couple of parts and do as a, a series? Oh, no, it's perfect as it is. Because I, I don't know, that's, but they all flow into each other. Like it doesn't just stop and start again. They all just flow into each other and it just it works. Oh, it's so weird. Okay. Yeah, there's no like big hard cuts, title sequence, next movie type thing. It's genius. It's, yeah, like I said, <laughs> belongs in the Met. It's brilliant. Oh, okay, cool. A very good movie. And then you were watching another show that I know Jackson's a big fan of this show as well. I think everyone needs to watch it. I like to watch it when I'm feeling a bit down or a bit hungover. It's love on the spectrum. So <laughs> um, if people who are unfamiliar, it's like a dating show on – but it's not, it's like a reality dating show for um like people on the autism spectrum. It's just really feel good, feel good show. So the season two is out now on Netflix. Season one's been a while now. Grew like pretty popular overseas. So it's basically most of the people are I think based around like Sydney and the Laura as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, one of the stars is actually um a mutual friend, or not a mutual friend, a friend of a friend who um he's from Long Island. Used to, he works with him. Michael, he's like one of the stars of the show, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Jackson's favourite person on the show too. Yeah, I think he's pretty popular. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it basically follows, there's about, I reckon, eight, six to eight main characters and they go from, and they pretty the show, they set them up on dates with other um, people with autism and it just films them on their dates. And, yeah, it's like a dating show but like just so pure and without all the um without all the bullshit <laughs> and it's just real life it gives you a complete different perspective on things but it's just like i said it's really good content i definitely love the like concept behind it like it's a, such a cool idea yeah and i um hope it gets over comes back for a third season i'm sure it will because it's it's getting pretty big i first found out about it the season one, Emily Ratajkowski, Amber Arden, the model, she actually posted on her Instagram like a, like a photo of, on a story of watching it on TV. <laughs> what? And she was a big fan of it. Yeah, and she was a big fan of it. And the scene, I remember the scene she actually posted was Michael out for dinner at Harbourfront Restaurant in Wollongong. Like that scene, because I, I, I noticed it straight. I was like, what? No way. That's Harbourfront in Wollongong. Then I noticed what was going on. I was like, no way. So I think she sort of boosted the popularity of it a bit there. I was going to say, yeah, uh, that would have 
that would have bumped it up pretty significantly. Yeah, it's it's a show for everyone. It's just really good, wholesome content. Okay, yeah, and so that's on Netflix now. I think it originally airs on ABC. So if you want to, if there is a third season coming, keep an eye out on ABC to catch it as soon as it comes first. Yeah, but I've been, yeah, I've been waiting for um, season two to hit Netflix and it came out like two weeks ago on Netflix. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, brilliant. it's like if, if you, it's easy watching too. Like if you can't decide what to watch or, you know, it's a slow Sunday, just chucking it. Like our episodes on it, there's only six episodes as well in the season. So, and you can just chuck them on and it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're one of those good shows to like. End of the weekend, easy watching. End of the work day, after dinner or something, you just want something easy to chill out and watch and relax at the end of the night. And it's a laugh too. Like it's not like it's a, a laugh along sort of one, but it's not like it's not funny. It's a laugh along, but it's not, it's not, a, it's not funny. And it's just, yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah, like they're not not poking fun at people with autism. They're, they're just showing you how they interact. No, yeah, that's, yeah, it's not like a satire. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like a laugh along sort of one. Yeah, it gives you a whole lot. Yeah, educational, informative. Yeah, it's just a brilliant concept. I'd love to know more about how it come about or the writers or whatnot, but they've, they've absolutely nailed it. I love that idea of a dating show that just gets rid of all that ridiculous bullshit that you see on all the others. And this is actually like real life. The over-the-top drama of... Married at First Sight and those sort of shows. It's like, let's just get rid of all the... Yeah, this just sort of have it has its own sort of drama. And they have no filter either. It's, it's so great. People with autism, yeah, just... They, they tell you how they're feeling and... Yeah, exactly. And they, like, they film, they take the cameras to their homes and I like, interview their parents and they just sort of film them doing everyday things. But then they, um, yeah, they set them up on these like sort of blind dates and um, yeah, they, just, they just go from there and they just pretty much film film the date <laughs> let them take the stage it's unscripted and like here you go you just just go for it and they're just like yeah nat- naturally entertaining people it's great very wholesome content i wonder if abc is like considered doing it with sort of other disabilities like maybe like deaf or yeah well there, there is well, there is a there is a deaf girl there is a de- deaf girl on love on the spectrum okay I think it touches a lot of, lot of, yeah, it touches a lot of bases. But yeah, there's definitely a, it's got a, got potential for other sorts of things like that. We like people with, like, yeah, like other disabilities like amputees or people who've been in accidents and stuff like that. Just people who really like struggle to, like the elderly even. Yeah, and like people that are sort of maybe self-conscious or afraid to go on dates because they're going to feel like they're getting judged. But if they go on a date with someone that has been through a similar situation or a similar life perspective that takes that totally away and you can just enjoy it for what it is. For sure. I could, I can only imagine two other people with autism watching this to give them that much confidence to, to go out there and to see it's not really that scary. And like, there's actually other people out there exactly like them who are feeling the exact same way as them. And like, it's not awkward for them to like try to put themselves out there and everyone's just in the same boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's good. Great for, yeah. Great for raising awareness. The idea behind the show. Yeah, it was brilliant. They did actually absolutely nailed it. Yeah, so hit hit it on the head. And then to round out the show, the the last one I've been watching is I've finally been diving into the Paramount Plus catalog, and so you have not touched yet. (laughs) Can of worms. Okay, so the story behind me getting Paramount Plus was Dexter was coming out, the new season of that. So I was I was getting it for that, no matter what, and then they announced the partnership with 
Matt Stone and Trey Parker of South Park. So I'm stoked that I've been able to watch all the South Park movies and all the seasons are on there as well. And then, so now I've been sort of diving into the other shows that are on there as Paramount exclusives that I'm being like, oh yeah, I'll check that out at some point, especially now that they've finally added the My List functionality. Like that took a, a little while before they added that. But now that that's there, I can scroll through and be like, I add to list and I'll get to that eventually. So one of the shows that I added to my list a while ago was The Mayor of Kingstown. And it's a crime thriller series starring Jeremy Renner from Hawkeye fame. Has nothing to do with Mayor Easton. <laughs> Not story-wise, but very similar vibe-wise. Similar, yeah. Paramount Plus, they release week to week, every Sunday. Um, so far, there's been seven episodes released at the time of recording. Um, I think the season will be finished by the time this episode comes out. But So Jeremy Renner plays Mike McCluskey, who him and his brother are basically criminals, but they're, they're sort of the power brokers of this town, Kingstown in Michigan, where Within a 15-kilometer radius of the town center, there are seven major federal prisons. So what the McCluskey brothers do is they're kind of acting as intermediaries between the police, the prison guards, the FBI, and the criminal underbelly of Kingstown. And they kind of they help facilitate, they'll help on police raids, sort of making sure that yes, this person is going to be here when you raid this building. Is this fictional? Yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's, just start, it's starting to sound a bit um, documentarial. No, like it's it's pure fiction, but like. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Hawkeye. Hey. No, I know him from um, the town as Ben Affleck's character's brother, the bank, bank robber. <laughs> and then, yeah, like they because they're acting as these intermediaries, they sort of they help with just keeping the, the general peace between the police, the FBI, the prison guards, the prisoners, and the, the criminals of the town. So they sort of broker these deals where the prison guards will let, they'll help give sort of enough freedoms within the prison. They'll also sort of look the other way if there's drugs being dealt in the prison and things like that in exchange for... Yeah. There's not going to be a riot. There's all all the guards are going to be sort of safe and stuff like that. And then obviously with prisoners, things break down and shit hits the fan basically. So it has a cool little cast, man. It's a show that I literally only watched because I saw Jeremy Renner on the poster and then watching, I was like, no, this is actually a really cool show. Yeah. It looks sick. And like I said, like it sort of has very sort of mayor of East Town vibe. <laughs> when you mentioned said mayor of Kingston, I was like, oh, this has got an energy with mayor of Easton. So it's only on Paramount? Yeah. So it's like a crime thriller, but then like it's mainly about Jeremy Renner's character and how he deals with all the turmoil and craziness that goes on around him. And there's there was a few little cool little hints and Easter eggs sort of suggesting his role as Hawkeye. So in this in this series, he he uses a a compound bow and arrow, a la Hawkeye using the bow and arrow in the Marvel movies. Um, he's seduced by a woman who's known as a Black Widow, and in Marvel, he's like got that connection with the character Black Widow. Uh, in the latest episode, 
that I've watched episode seven, he's driving around in a purple and black Mustang, which looks awesome. I was like, I, okay, now I want a purple and black Mustang. Like that looks great. With commentary, commentary booth livery. Yes. Yes, please. A really cool show that I didn't have any expectations for going in, but totally worth yeah. the Paramount Plus subscription for this show and Dexter, like which I'm loving the new Dexter. There's something on Paramount. There's an there's an ad getting around at the moment for a show on Paramount. It made me want to sign up. Oh yeah, it's actually yes, no, it's from the creators of Yellowstone and it's 1883. It looks sick. It looks friggin' sick. It's the prequel to Yellowstone. So it actually is. Yep. So, yeah, oh, man, I was saying that, I was like, this looks sick. Yeah, so that started this week that we are recording. My mum watched the first two episodes when they dropped and said it's fantastic. Yeah, it looks mad. Yeah, it's essentially just like how the ranch in Yellowstone got established originally in the 1800s. So Right. I only seen it was from the... With same director or creators as Yellowstone. So, yeah, I didn't realise it was actually had something to do with it. That's cool as. Yep. Yeah, a bit weird that they put the prequel on Paramount when Yellowstone is on stand, but... That's what I, that's what I thought straight away. That's what, that's what I thought, or oh, maybe it hasn't got anything to do because, yeah, Yellowstone's standing. Yeah, so it was a bit weird. I didn't notice that. I imagine what's happened there is... Yellowstone is produced by Paramount, but because Stan purchased the rights before Paramount Plus was a thing, uh, they own the rights to be able to continue that series over there. And obviously at some point that contract's going to end. And when it does, Yellowstone will transfer over, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm definitely. Well, maybe I will. What's the, what's the go with Paramount Plus? What's the fees and what's the, what's the rundown? What's the fine print? My big tip for Paramount Plus, though, is if you have Amazon, you can buy the subscription within Amazon. And uh, I've found that sometimes works better because with um, Dexter the last couple of weeks, the episodes have released on Amazon a couple of hours before they've become available on the Paramount Plus app itself. Oh, yeah. But because I purchased my subscription directly from paramount when it first uh, arrived i can't transfer across to amazon without just paying for the subscription again and i think it's like 8.99 a month so i was like oh well, i guess i'm just stuck waiting for it to drop on <laughs> the paramount service well you're, you're going all right if you if you if you're waiting to, for the hour for shows to drop well it they specifically say like dexter new episodes every sunday at eight and then one Sunday I got on there at eight o'clock and it wasn't there, but it was on Yeah, right. It was on Amazon and you can also get it through Apple TV and it was on there as well. I was like, come on, all these other people can watch it and I can't, and I've got the actual subscription. Yeah, so that's my top tip. If you're gonna get Paramount, get it through Amazon. Because it's the same price and at least then it's all in the one app. I purchased, I just did the the year package, like I think it was. I think it worked out at 180. No. Yeah. I think it was like a hundred and something dollars for a whole year. Like it ended up being basically you paid for 10 months instead of 12. Yeah. Well, it's only going to be bigger and bigger. And they got the sport on there as well, don't they? What sport they got on there now? Yeah. They've got all the A-League. So I'm assuming they'll be getting other sports at some point as well. So, and the soccer ruse games. So yeah, everyone's jump, everyone's jumping around streaming services for sport. 
this one very underrated Paramount Plus show worth checking out. Yeah, for sure. It looks sick. So that's basically everything for the week. What would be your top recommendation? You've got two pretty good ones there from the sounds of it. Maybe three. Yeah, three real doozies. I um oh <laughs> this is tough, man. Um it's hard when you get a good week. <laughs> right. I've been so, telling so many people to watch this one Dutch documentary. But Okay, all right. I'm sticking. I'm sticking by. I'm sticking by. Go watch the Von Dutch documentary on Amazon. But if you get the opportunity, must watch a French Dispatch. Like if you need to go to the movies or watch something because it's not on the streaming services. French Dispatch. But yeah, big push on the Von Dutch doco. It's sick. And yeah, for me, it's another hard week where it's a toss up between either of these things. But I think Swan Song will find its audience just purely because it's Apple and everyone sort of has. A chance to check out Apple, but Paramount's kind of still building. So I suggest checking out Mayor of Kingstown. Um, super underrated show that, especially once as of tonight, um, Hawkeye season will finish. So you want your Jeremy Renner fix, jump on over to Paramount and watch the Mayor of Kingstown. I do like a Jeremy Renner fix. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I'll definitely want to check it out. He's awesome in Mayor of Kingstown, and he's really good in the Disney Plus Hawkeye series. So He good. Underrated. He good. Yeah, he's underrated. Alrighty. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on podcast services and YouTube. You can follow me on social media at Media and at Perio Magazine, and you can follow Blake on Twitter at Captain Crumbs with a Z. Yeah. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine, Perio Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jamie Apps Media. And we also have merch on wrestlermerch.com forward slash Perio Magazine. There it is. I did notice that. As in this shirt. And there's commentary booth shirts. There's tons of tons of stuff up there. The following people supported the podcast at the community support group level or higher. And you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Blake Robinson, Brian and June Hart, Courtney Paulson, Jackson Carr, and Tracy Epps. 